everybody. This is OLOF Wickstrand from Enforcer. You're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, this time along with OLOF, of course. Olaf Wickstrand, thank you so much for joining the IOF podcast series today. You know, this is an exciting time here in the month of March for you and the rest of the guys over at Enforcer with the release of your newest live album, Live by Fire 2, drops March 19th on Nuclear Blast Records. Now, first things first, I want to commend you guys on all the well-deserved recognitions it's been getting so far, especially with the video live performances of Destroyer and From Beyond for Mexico City in 2019, and so much to unravel about this live performance. But before we get to that, Olaf, I know we were talking about it before the interview started. The I surprise. I think and not, <laughs> not to surprise yet, but it's a, it's a, it's an important question to start things off. But I think it's a simple one considering what's been happening lately in the world, man. How are you, man? That's a, it's simple, but it's an important question. How's life in Sweden yeah. right now? No, we've been doing pretty well over here in Sweden. Uh, we haven't had any lockdowns or, or anything like that. It's been, uh, it's been a, I mean, to me personally, it's been like a pretty normal year. I've been able to do like things I normally do. Uh, I haven't really like, it hasn't affected me the entire pandemic thing, except from the point that we haven't been able to do any show. So we've been laying low with the music, you know, but apart from that, it's been pretty, it's been pretty, it's been pretty good with, with yeah. all that things like out of, out of mind, it's been very it's been a very relaxing year, not so stressful, you know? Yeah, I never realized how much of a homebody I was when the pandemic started. Like, I remember the yeah. first first month or two, I was like, this is great. I can catch up on all the shit that I left behind. And then, of yeah. course, three months and four months go by. I'm like, okay, I have to start a routine. I can't just be lazy, which was fun to do. Yeah. But, of course, staying busy, is uh, it's easier said than done. Now, you know, we're talking about, you know, life as of late. You know, a lot of people... You know, fans and musicians alike, we've been away from the stages and venues a lot. Um, has that affected your musicianship? I- I'm guessing not, because have you been keeping up with your vocals and guitar chops these days, like routine-wise lately, if at all? Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, just just like guitar-wise, I'm, I'm practicing every day. Um, but I've been doing that for, for quite some years to, to really, like, develop and never stop developing as a guitar player or songwriter uh vocally yeah ups and downs i've been recording lots lots of demos so i've been keeping the voice kind of busy also that's good yeah <laughs> now you know yeah, enforcer... the, the voice is, is something that you lose first you know when you when you if you don't like uh if, if you don't uh use it if you don't use it yeah <laughs> you, if you don't use it you lose it what's that common saying yeah, right yeah. that goes around now yeah. um correct me if i'm wrong you know you've been at this for over two decades a lot now enforcer did start off as a one-man project by you is that correct yeah yeah now now which is amazing considering where you are at in your career at this point now whether it is with enforcer or corrupt or corrupted tribulation leprosy hazard i mean the list goes on for you but how was the live music like the touring experience for you personally because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career Olaf. you know you know you, you have this live album obviously but you played at you know headbangers ball fest you know bang your head summer breeze sonosphere tesco open air and now we've all just taken an unexpected step back and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life both yes and no i think that uh i think it's for, for me 
like at this very moment, it feels pretty good to to just get rid of all like all the all the bad things about touring, all all the logistics, all the early morning flights, all the arguments with <laughs> promoters, right. all uh, like all the communication that doesn't work, um, that never works, whoever you work with, and all that kind of stuff. It's been so like relaxing just not to care about that so much. But of course. I miss like the connection with the fans, you know, the the feedback, the instant feedback you get from from being on stage, the ego boost you get from from the from uh, from a huge crowd like screaming for you. Um, that's the kind of things I miss indeed. But uh, you know, we just just gotta see, like, take the advantage of 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 the situation anyway and and try to get something good out of it and and try to be creative in different ways try to like like uh like uh, interact with the fans through social medias instead of of being out at shows do do fun little competitions on instagram and and uh you know being creative with the bands mostly you know writing songs has been like uh been very creative this year i think i wrote more songs in these 12 months than i did in the past 12 years so it's been very like extremely relaxing creative and good in all ways i'm say yeah and uh, i mean now you got me excited for that next album whenever that may be hopefully it's soon and of course yeah. the the irony here is that a live album is your most recent release during a pandemic i mean you can't make this up and you know a very popular topic on interview under fire and i and i ask all my guests this because i have so many different variations of answers and i think you can give me yeah. a good one considering what you guys are about enforcer what makes enforcer enforcer is the live presence you give out on stage that just that energy that you guys bring and you've seen this for the last year olaf you know a lot of bands have been doing live streaming you know they do what they do on stage or taking it to the screen like we're doing right now obviously these interviews would be in person but, you know, we've had bands like Insomnium and Lamb of God and Testament, you know, and uh, they gave their input on what they thought about the live experience. You know, August Burns Red did one uh, recently. You know, we have a band like Seeker coming up next month. But let me ask you this, Olaf, with all the experience yeah. you've taken in throughout your career, you know, with, with the fans you've met, at the, the venues you've played, with the musicians you've collaborated with, do you think that the quarantine-induced live streaming surge we're seeing right now from all these bands around the world, technically, you know, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your eyes? Like, do you still see bands doing something like this even after the pandemic is over? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't think too much about it. Actually, I haven't really seen anything and I'm not really interested in doing live streaming myself. I, I, I honestly think it's kind of lame unless you have like a really, really like creative and good idea about it. I, I, have, I mean... I would get tired watching like a band play just a like a small stage, you know, in a basement somewhere, headbang in front of cameras. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's just that I, I see through that. It's not it's not like it's interesting after after a minute and a half. So therefore, we I, I never really it never intrigued me that the thought unless I could do something very special about it. But um, I don't know. We've we've been we've been. So streaming you know just spontaneously streaming stuff on on uh, on the internet on instagram and it's been kind of successful i think um like from the rehearsal place and stuff do i think it's gonna continue no i don't know maybe it doesn't bother me 
I mean, there's there's so many different ways to look at it, and that's a good answer. You know, I've yeah. had I've had some artists who say, uh, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It still allows me a chance to engage with my fans. Some artists would say, oh, I'm not doing anything until all this is over. Of yeah. course, there's no, the I, later... I, I, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I, I would just say uh, I, I, I'm I'm so much rather doing something like this, like re re releasing a full length, like uh, authentic live show and with video that we're also releasing so it's like yeah i'd say that's our contribution to this year instead of doing a live stream we do something that we actually have in control and where we actually can can that actually looks a little bit more authentic yeah and that's that's how you contribute and putting a live yeah. album out there of course i have the i have the you know the freedom to mosh in my own room if i want to but how much longer can i do it right i mean yeah i mean yeah you did the live streaming now how much more creative can you get that's that's where it is. And of course, I think yeah. we're on the other side of the pandemic. Who knows with the vaccines coming out and all that in between. We're yeah. getting uh, festivals that are booked for later this year, but that's going to be for a whole different discussion. Speaking of which, yeah. let's let's talk about that live album, Live by Fire 2. Comes out March 19th on Nuclear Blast. Now, I feel like there's two ways to look at this. This could be the follow-up to the 2019 Zenith or the Live by Fire 1 in 2015. Either way... Receiving a live album from a band like Enforcer is what we need during these days, and I can vouch for that. Now, uh, Olaf, the performance was shot in Mexico City in 2019. Uh, what venue was it at? Um, it's a venue called Circolo Volador. Okay, so let's turn the clock back a little bit. You know, when did this idea yeah. for a live album start to really be an official thing for you guys? Like, how did the venue in Mexico City? end up being the spot for you to unleash something like this no like it, spot, it was you know? it was kind of spontaneous i i think i decided like the same week that i was gonna like try to record the show um, wow. much because yeah yeah much because uh, it was like a golden opportunity we couldn't miss it was like we we had uh we had this venue booked we had good rec like a ticket sales we knew that especially that the the mexican audience is something like something extra and uh, well, and we, we, we had a, we had the possibility of recording a full length enforcer set, you know? Yeah. Um, like we didn't have the first time, like like for the first live live album we did, which basically just was a, like a slot on a festival. So this was something completely different. It was a full it was a full length show, good venue, like. like we knew that the crowd's gonna be awesome. That we could like bring the crowd into the the actual recording, get get something really good out of it. Um, and so I I, I I booked this like video crew, camera crew in in one week. I flew our light guy over from Sweden. I I, I paid wow. like four thousand dollars <laughs> to fly him into Mexico City for this one show, just for. <laughs> just like on on uh, on four days advance or something. totally worth so, it it was worth it yeah i think so <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i mean as i was watching the footage i mean first of all the fan interaction holy holy moly like it's you're talking about the mexico city fans going insane like that's that is a metal crowd you know like you can yeah, talk about how yeah, i've been to so many shows here around the states it's you know some of the crowds are kind of like kind of hit or miss you know depending on you know how much they know about the art, especially if it's from a band like Enforcer. I mean, you guys five albums yeah, in. That's yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say that the United States has been like surprisingly good for us, actually. Um, yeah. The times we've been through, uh, and and like cities 
have really some cities you never thought you would have like a single person recognizing you have turned out to be like absolutely great shows tons of people turning out mm-hmm. like you know yeah so, so that yeah so you never know man yeah that's the great thing about like i said yeah. it's a hit or miss you don't know which city is going to be yeah. like how big of the reaction you're going to get dallas obviously we love you guys so uh i think you don't have to worry about texas now you know the footage that i saw i wanted to go back to that because to me it felt like you could take that footage of you guys performing at that venue just the energy you felt and plug it into like an 80s heavy slash speed metal documentary. It was such a traditional atmosphere, you know, and it was so intense. It was so passionate. And you talked about, uh, you know, Destroyer, that song. It's one of your all time favorites to play live. And I yeah. felt that even from my couch. I mean, we talked about moshing in our room. I almost pretty much did that. You know, did it feel like you were giving new life to those songs or does it feel that way about every song you play live? I think I think when you play live, you can put so much more character uh, to the songs because um, when you record them in the studio, you kind of write them at the same time, you know. So it's like uh, you, you f- you're so much focused on playing right, singing in tune, you know, all these kind of things. You, you and, and most of the times when you when you put the drums and and the bed tracks, the the song is not even done, you know. Yeah. So, but when you play the songs. For 400 times you you they are you know you know them by heart and you can put so much more character to them so i think that's that's an advantage of like re-recording the shows such as for a live recording for example i always wonder if it sits in the back of your head knowing that it's being recorded like okay i know i can't make a mistake here i have to really go out does that ever cross your mind like you knew it was being co- recorded as far as okay not 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 while playing but in between between the songs and, and you know, especially like walking up to the microphone trying to say something creative to the audience that's uh, <laughs> that's that's more when i get that type of blocks if i if i if i know that it's been recorded but uh yeah you know between you know the writing your songs and the structuring and the production process you know something that came to my mind as i was you know, listening to Live by Fire too. Now, this ranges all throughout Enforcer's catalog, you know, mainly surrounding Zenith and From Beyond, but you also had, you know, Into the Night and Diamonds and Death by Fire in there. But the lyrical themes surrounding Enforcer, you know, surround war and darkness and violence, ancient wisdoms, historical elements mixed with personal reflections. So let me ask you this, Olaf, you know, how important are themes to you guys? Is that more about helping you guys write or sound or is that more for the audience because a lot of artists they don't really care about themes they just do 10 songs in the studio and that's it but i felt like with enforcer you guys just had that consistency throughout your discography yeah i mean i i i yeah that's a good question i mean lyrical themes i I think that's that's something that 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 really can can like take the song to the next level usually when 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 i write songs it's so much more focused on the riffs and the music but i mean then finding the right the right title or or the right words to put on top of it takes it to the next level for sure i don't think about it until like in that stage of the process much but Mm. but of course it, it has to go hand in hand with with the music and kind of amplify the vibe that you want to mediate from the music so, you know, this being a live album, do you see it as a yeah. snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back? Absolutely. This is like, I think this is very representative to where we are right now. In contrast to the previous live album, which already is like eight years ago since we recorded it. So uh, this this shows 
this shows what we are right now. And uh, that feels good to have something more like up to date, like in terms of live material on, on the internet. You know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which you've discussed about so far, whether it's starting Enforcer as a one-man project or playing with bands like Tribulation and Hazard or Leprosy, touring the world and performing in many different notable festivals, working with and, you know, meeting the people you have, like fans and musicians alike. You know, I'm thinking to myself, you've, you've experienced a lot already, Olaf. Do you ever, you know, stop to take a look back at how far you've come? Like, do you see things differently now? I think it's hard to stop and look back and, and, and see your achievements because you're always in the middle of something. And you're, mm -hmm. you're kind of, I think the frustration of, of not going fast enough forward, unfortunately overshadows like, like, like that you, you can see your own achievements um, usually. But I guess that's, that's also a thing that pushes you forward also to be very determined and work towards a goal you know do you ever um, think about if you weren't a musician what would you be doing right now probably a space physicist or something i don't know really that's that's interesting yeah no i i like that kind of stuff yeah i love asking that question because it always shows like a different side of the musician that you may have not noticed before it's like you know i i, I you know the very common answer i get from you know talented yeah. people like yourself is i couldn't do anything besides music like music will always be something that's there you know but that's actually the passions in my life yeah i had i had one artist who said uh they would be a trucker <laughs> like yeah that was a totally different you know atmosphere i was like whoa okay that's that's an interesting way to look yeah, at it but yeah. i feel like there's just so many ways to feed your creativity within the music but that's actually uh i, I like hearing that because now i'm looking i'm looking back like through your, your lyrics you had some you know astronomical you know you know a uh, space theme sometime in some of the songs you know Absolutely. About how, like, yeah so yeah. now that that kind of goes hand in hand now yeah. uh uh Olaf, this is the last part of the interview i know we said we we're gonna do a surprise so let's yeah. go and do that we do have some time left what i'm gonna do this has been such an honor what i'm gonna do i do this for a handful of my guests and throws them off all the time but they love it i'm gonna put you on the hot seat <laughs> since we've been talking about the live songs do you want to see if you know yeah. the lyrics to your own songs Okay. All right. What I'm going to do, yeah. I'm yeah. going to call out a lyric. You're going to name the song. You re you're up for that? <laughs> Let's try. Okay. You sound pretty confident. I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. All right. So here we go. I'm the singer. I should know yeah, it. You should, right? It's funny because yeah. I have artists who say, um, yeah, I'll get every song right and they get every song wrong. And it's always the other way oh, around. Like, it's always funny. Just, but it shows like it shows the growth in their and the maturity in the lyrics. So Let's yeah, go and do yeah. that. So what I'm, I'm going to start you off easy, though, okay? I think you got yeah. this. I just handpicked yeah. a select few. Yeah. Here we go. In a gathering held, a decision was made to restore the imperative light. They couldn't dissuade... Yeah. What is that? Uh, Zenith of the Black Sun. Yeah, so you got that. That's from Zenith, 2019. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. going to go in order. Here we go. Yeah, okay. Whispering the words of spell, I greet the Punic skies. Warm blood runs from the altar. A sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, death by fire, 2013. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's uh, that's, that's fucking evil shit. It, it's it's funny. It's it's interesting reading that because I felt I feel like every time I read a lyric, it feels like I could just uh, read this as like a lullaby, like sending someone to sleep, reading reading to it a kid in yeah. bed, you know. Yeah. But then when you, of course, when you read it, it's like poetry. But then it's just a whole different 
it's a whole different dimension when you actually sing it, you know, vocally it's on also stage. so much better when you say it with your American accent. <laughs> it sounds more... I'm going to use that as a sound bit. I'm going to use that as a sound bit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing good so far. Moving on. Here we go. <clears throat> the unknown guest moves westward through each and every room. Its disguised pictures a victim of yeah. its own rampaging gloom. It's a great lyric. Uh, Mask of Red Death. Yeah, from beyond. Yeah, you got this, man. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. All right. Can you hear her voice tonight? Yes, you can hear her cries. Look deep into her glance. She can kill you with her eyes. Yeah, this black angel. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that, I was giving that one away. Yeah, that's from End of the Night, t- 2008. Yeah. It's amazing that knowing... It sh- also shows the growth in your, in your lyrics, because this is from 2008. And we jumped from, like... We just jumped 11 years, just, just like that. Yeah, so... Yeah. All right, here we go. Trapped by the power, the power of its will, my only exit is for my own blood to spill. Roll the dice. Yeah, <laughs> from Diamonds, 2010. Man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if anything, I say this all the time, if anything, I'm making you rethink your set list. So next time you come you, you to Dallas. You, you, yeah, no, I love that song. It's one of my, <laughs> I think that's probably my my under most underrated song I, I would love to play that again i love that song I, yeah I don't, think, I don't think you play that enough live but that's just a fan in me but yeah but we'll see we'll see going uh, forward now all right we got a couple more yeah. um midnight has come and the leathers we've strapped on soldiers <laughs> from hell Evil attacker yeah because <laughs> there's a actually it was at the, the next line guided by the cold, cold stars, yeah but yeah 2008 uh, you, you know you know what you should do you, you should you should like read one line and then the challenge should be for me to continue the line or finish the line. Actually, you know that what? I got a couple, let's, let's try that. I got a couple more. Yeah. Um, what did we just do? Evil attacker, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's... I'm not gonna make it just because I said so. Okay. Yeah. Let's try. It. We got a couple here. Yeah. Okay. This is just one line. The doomsday clock is ticking. <laughs> I know that it's a, a silent hour. Doomsday clock is ticking. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I, I can't finish it. You don't know the next one? Alright. Have he crossed the sands? Final hours of eclipse. Here they're mutinous telling. All oh, of us to good. abide. Yeah, then you got it. Way <laughs> harder. Yeah. <laughs> you were you're regretting that decision immediately. That's from also but Death by Fire. I, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll just. Yeah. Okay, so this is the last one. I think I think you already know yeah. this one. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna read that first line, but I think you got it. When you yeah. feel the last caress, sleep of death will be a bliss. In the darkness, in the deep. Now it's time for me to sleep. Yeah, for you to sleep. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the next word is sleep, what? Yeah. What's what's the next line? The very next word. Read the omens in the sky. That's no, the no. right verse. <laughs> the next right word. The, no, the next verses. No, the the, yeah. the next one. Then, well, I think that's the one of the last verses. Because uh, okay, farewell, yeah. farewell is the next word, and that's how we end the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the song "Farewell" uh, from Beyond, uh, 2015. This has been quite the honor, uh, Olaf. Do you have any uh, last words? Just. Any shout outs, anything you'd like to plug in as far as Enforcer? Um, I know you didn't talk about doing a live streaming, but is that something that's maybe you guys may do something going forward? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. 
Hey, that's okay. That's an answer. But, uh, yeah. yeah. No, no, we, we won't do a live stream, but we will, however, we will, uh, we will, we will have, we will YouTube premiere the entire video of Live by Fire 2 on the release date at in the evening, uh, Central European time, I think at some point we will, you can check out our social media for more exact times of that but we and we will also do like uh like an instagram's like live or facebook live where we where we're gonna like share some 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 memories and some uh and some some some, some thoughts of, of every song and some stories uh at the same time that's what we thought so, so check our... that out for sure that's gonna be i think march 19th I mean, it can only mean one thing. We have to mosh in our room again. So that's that's always Probably a plus. Probably do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is it, uh, are you and Jonas, Tobias, Jonathan, are you guys all like in a close proximity of each other or do you guys live far away? No, we live far away. Jonas is living in Texas. That's my brother. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. He lives in yeah. Austin. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, we're far away, unfortunately. So it's, okay. it's going to be Jonas and I. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. something to look forward to. Always nice to have things like that to look forward to, especially at a time like now. Yeah. And everyone who's listening, this is Olaf Wickstrand, O-L-O-F, like he says himself, from Enforcer. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check out Live by Fire. Live by, I keep saying Live by Fire. I knew it was Live by Fire. Live by yeah. Fire 2 comes out March 19th on Nuclear Blast Records. Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on every major podcast stream out there. Uh, check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Olaf. Thanks, my man. You be safe out there. Uh, hopefully, we can do this again in Texas in person uh, with you and your brother. I hope so. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the day to that happening again. Trees is still up and running. So um, that'd be great. You know, towards the end of the year or sometime next year, let's do that. So I uh, appreciate you, and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade. That's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.